The Falcons offense was cooking last week against the Bengals. Do we need to see more of them in their preseason finale against the Pittsburgh Steelers? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of this Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. Been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at Falcfans.com, RIP. Still going strong here on this illustrious podcast. As well, you may know me as Sirius Black. You also may know me as Mr. Drew. What, you know, my friends call me Negative Nancy. You can call me Mr. Drew, but you can become one of my friends by becoming an everyday or subscribing to this podcast each and every day as your first listen. All you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcast so as you guys can tell on your screens we are once again joined by the illustrious guests none other than jarvis davis the co-host of the atl day ones podcast part of locked on sports atlanta my co-host for the locked on falcons postcast which will be coming at you live thursday night after the falcons preseason finale as well as live immediately after every game each and every Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever the Falcons are playing this fall. Whatever day. Yes. And, of course, Jarvis was not with us last week for the Bengals game, and I completely bombed that solo show. So I'm, I'm happy to see you, <laughs> no, you back, didn't. Jarvis, uh, for this. Uh, how you how you been, Jarvis, over the last I've been week? I've been doing good, man. And, uh, and I just want to say, man, I want to relay the message that I got from one of my uh, – Colleagues, you know, former colleagues, uh, still a good friend of mine, Andy Bunker, co-host of the Midday Show. He absolutely loves how you go through your aliases. And he even came up with one for himself. You know, know, for those who don't know, Andy Bunker, he's he's of the Caucasian. He's a European brother, you know. And uh, he referred to himself as a.k.a. Kawhit Leonard. (laughs) Okay, okay. You you know what I'm saying? He said you inspired him to come up with the aliases because, you know, this whole outcast thing. Big time outcast fan, so yeah. I uh, just want to relay that message, but yeah, man. He said, uh, "Kudos to you," and then he said he enjoys our postcast for some reason. I don't know why, you know. Hey, boy, but you know, hey, we appreciate you for that, um, Mr. Buck. But yeah, I had to give you a little shout out. But yeah, man, glad to be here. Talk some Falcons, man. Let's break down this doggone last preseason football game. You know, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Can't wait for the next postcast when we're, you know, talking fourth string guys. You don't want to uh, miss but- it. <laughs> we'll be talking about that probably later today on today's episode, but let's talk yes. about the, the stars, the starters, right? Jarvis, since we did not yes. get your postcast reaction last Friday night, you know, what did you think of the Falcons starters last week against the Bengals? I thought the offense looked like very, let me, let me say this. I, I think they executed well. Let me put it that way, because I think that, you know, I thought it was very interesting that, you know, Desmond Ritter was able to find all of the guys that they've surrounded him with 
to help this offense be one of the best in the, in the league. You know, that seems like that's what the what the goal is, right? When you draft three um, three consecutive pass catchers, you know, in the first round of the NFL draft. So, I, being able to get the rock to Drake, we saw that last year. We understand what that looks like. Got the ball to Kyle Pitts. We like we like we, what we saw there, and we like Bijan Robinson. We got some of that blue magic, man. We got some taste of that blue magic, man. Like he gave it to us. Like he gave us some of the the dope is here. Like the, the new dope is here. It's, it's here, and you know, we, and he he didn't disappoint. Let me say that for all my all my uh, Bijan haters out there <clears throat> talking to myself. You know, initially, <laughs> all, you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah, all one of me, you know what I'm saying. So I've been converted. I'm a new man now. Like you know, I'm a believer. You know what I mean. So yeah, I'm a believer in Mr. Bijan Robinson. So yeah, it was cool to see Arthur Smith kind of put all the toys on display. So um, so yeah, I think that I think that's something that I'm really. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Right? Not necessarily the end result. Like yeah, you know. You would like for them to score a touchdown on, on that drive. You know, add one to be John Robinson, you know, if it wasn't for the, the whole challenge flag situation. But I, I think that just the – to see what this offense could be or can be on Sundays at 1 o'clock, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm a defensive-minded guy. I love defenses, like shutting down and all that stuff, goose eggs and all that stuff. But, like, but yeah, I love to see – an offensive quarter get out there and cook, man, because I know 2016 was really, really fun. And if he can somehow recreate that, I know that's a high standard. But, hey, I like I like setting high expectations high. If we can get a glimpse of that, like, yeah, this this team might be, be ready to cook for sure. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to get, you know, not only a taste of that blue magic, but, you know, get a 30-burger, you know, a nice juicy 30-burger once in a while. It's been a while. You know, average at home, just at home. You got to average, you know, the whole season. It's average 30 at home. Yeah. Average 30 points at home. Man, it can be a party on Sundays, man. Yeah. Like it used to be back in the day when Michael Vick was there. You know, in the Georgia, I, I like you know I like some Bichon mustard on my 30 burger. I don't know about the yeah, rest of it. Yeah, man. But, you know. I got to give you some of that. I got to, I got to, I'm going to send you some, matter of fact. You <laughs> okay. know what I'm saying? Because well, you're the I, reason I why Bichon Robinson is in Atlanta. I got like, two bottles, Jarvis. So. Oh, 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 oh. I, I might send oh. you some. Okay. That, that <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait, excuse me. You know, my, my bad. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, yeah. you're the reason why he's here. So I'm I'm not surprised that you have two bottles already. Yes. Got to support. The man, he, he's, he's you know, he's yes. he'd be broke without my eight dollars for his super overpriced mustard. But hey, it tastes good, so you know, as long as it's good, you know, <laughs> look, you can just find in your mind. Touchdowns never tasted so good. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, so we yes, we got a taste of the the starters last week against the bagels. Do you expect to? Do you want to see the starters on Thursday night against the Steelers? I would love to. Like the more real starting football I can get, the better. Like I would love to see them, but ask me, like you mentioned, whether I feel like they're gonna be, be we're gonna see them. No, I, I don't think so, because like you know when you think about like Desmond Ritter's not gonna play behind the second offensive line. Uh, it seemingly we're not gonna see Matthew Bergeron play with the second. Second group, he although he did get some snaps, you know, in in, uh, in the preseason game against the Bengals, he did get some snaps with that second squad, which I love to see. I want to see, I want to see guys like that, guys like Bergeron, like, yeah, he, you know, he doesn't have, he's not boot too bougie to play with, to have to only play with the the, the, the number one guys. Like, yeah, I want to see the rook, I want to see the rook get some more run. I like what I saw, 
you know, from him. So when, when you think about, you know, some of those guys, but, you know, like the veteran guys like Calais Campbell, Boyd Dupree, yeah, okay, yeah, sit them down. We know we'll get Grady Jerry, Dave Onyemata, yep, we know what we're going to get for those guys. But, yeah, like the Arnold Ebiketis of the world, the D'Angelo Malones, like Matthew Bergeron, like I want to see those cats. Mr. Blue Magic, nah. What, you stay over there. Like put like literally, I want them to wrap him in bubble wrap. I want to put him in bubble wrap tomorrow. Put him in bubble wrap, you know, so he can, you know, so he can be okay. But, you know, like those guys that I want to that I feel like they need some more work. I want to get some live ball action. Like uh Ebicetti, like a Malone, Matthew Bergeron. Yeah, those are cats that I want to see. I would like I like to see those guys that they're young and they can they can get some snaps in. Get them get those guys to get some snaps in before September 10th. Yeah, yeah, I was I was telling somebody, I don't know when. Um, it all blurs together. Um, yes, I would like I to see <laughs> Bergeron get some more run, but I know he's not going to get some more run. And I don't yeah. know if I want to see him get more run just because the last time we had a rookie starting at left guard, it didn't go particularly well. And it's just like, you know, that's exactly I, the reason. I don't, I don't feel great <laughs> about you know a guy yeah. getting like twenty. I think it was twenty three snaps he got in that game. It's like. It doesn't feel right. Like even though he played well, it's just like yeah, it doesn't like, feel. I don't feel comfortable somehow with only twenty three snaps to get you ready for Derek Brown and and all those guys coming week one. So I, th- that may just be Derek Brown head. You know, I I don't know. How do you feel about that, Jarvis? I mean, I like that's it in sits in my stomach too because Derek Brown had double digit tackles last year. You know why? That, that dude that was the first time starter and Drew Dahlman, you know, you, 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 you know, like, I, I, all I'm saying is, like, when young guys are thrust into action and they're going up against dudes, and we know the Carolina Panthers got a dude up there, like, we seen that dude go to work last year. I want young pups to get some work, man, because you could say that Matthew Bergeron, is getting all the good work from Grady Jerry, David Onyemata. Yeah, that's true. You could say he got some good work down there in Miami, you know, in those joint practices. Yeah, that's cool. But I'm talking about live ball action, like real game apps action. Like this, you get better by playing football. That's the only way you can get better. You can't get better by practicing. You can get better by practicing football. You can prepare yourself and all that's all the preparation crap. But when you're talking about getting better, and being a better football player, you got to play real football, not structured football. Structured football is practice. I'm talking about live game action when guys are out there trying to earn a job. That's the only way you can get better. Absolutely. I agree. I agree with you, though, Jarvis. I don't think we'll see Bergeron. I will have to just, you know, get a good night. Just when do rookies, by the way? What's this when do rookies get this type of treatment? Yeah. I mean, I know I, I'm sounding like a hypocrite because I just said Mr. Blue Magic you know, don't need to play because we know what time it is with him. He's a running back. Like, you want to exhaust all of that talent and energy and yardage and touchdowns in the regular season because, hey, man, that man is on the pitch clock right now. Like, as soon as, as, soon as those running backs come to the lead, that man is on the pitch clock. We need to be able to get XYZ amount of yardage and touchdowns out of this dude before we decide not to pay him or we franchise tag him for two two straight years. And then by the time, by that time, he's going to be 28, 29 years old, and then he's going to be close to 30, so we definitely not going to pay him. Then See, see, man, you got me going on a tangent. Like, see, you see what you did to me right now? See, see, this is your fault, Aaron. I blame you for this, you know? 
But yeah, man, people like you getting all type of privileges now. These cats just soft, man. Like you got rookie offensive linemen out here saying, "Oh, he's not going to play. He play a few snaps with the second team offensive line." But you know, but yeah, well, he's good. He's good. Oh, man, get out, get out and play. Man, sorry, okay. I, I said nothing. I, just, I was just <laughs> ask you a question, but okay, you know, my bad. Sorry, man. You know, yeah, my bad. You know, I'm just feeling a certain type of way today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry, oh boy. Me All right, we're already starting. Okay, let's <laughs> yes, let's uh, keep this party going. Talk a little bit more about you know the players that will actually be playing on Thursday night against the Steelers and, and some of those position battles, some of those bubble players and potential surprise cuts. And we'll get into all of that, guys, as we continue today's illustrious Locked On Falcons here with Jarvis Davis. Now, guys, buying tickets to your favorite sports events shouldn't be stressful. And game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets, not just for sports, but music, comedy, theater, all near you. Game time is the place for last minute tickets. Get the exclusive flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you with 110% the difference. Game time now isn't the first ticket buying app to sponsor Locked On Falcons, but what I really like about game time is that you can have the seat view, right? Which allows you to basically, before you purchase your tickets, you can see based off of where you're about to sit on these tickets, what your event will look like. So you can make a very informed decision. So go ahead, snag some tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. That terms, terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Jarvis, let's get into the nitty-gritty of these third and fourth string roster battles. Yes, sir. Let's go. You know, and so my question to you, Jarvis, is, you know, what position battle, you know, for all these back-end roster guys that are, you know, and, you know, we're being dismissive or whatever, but, you know, you got roughly half of this roster fighting for their future careers, right? So, you know, don't want to diminish what these guys are trying to accomplish or anything, but... You know, in in the moment right now, we're not particularly invested in it, but hopefully we'll be a little bit more invested in it on Thursday night. But sort of what position battle are you going to be keeping your eye on that is still up for grabs on this Falcons team that you think can get settled on Thursday night against the Steelers? I, th- I think that like Jalen Math- Mayfield, excuse me, Matthew, I don't know who that is. Um, Jalen Mayfield has to he has to give us something right, because at the end of the day, like when you talk about a guy that's being drafted in the third round. You know, this is that part of that first draft class that, you know, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith brought in, right? So, of course, there's some sentimental value here. Like, like, okay, we drafted you. We took this chance on you. We saw something in you to 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 draft you there. And that's not like no throwaway pick. That's not a six-round pick, not a seven-round pick. Third-round picks, you expect those guys to come in and play for you, you know, and, and, and potentially be starters for you as well or at least con- um, con- contributors to come off the bench for, and be role players for you. So I think that when you think about what we've seen from him, like you, we, thought, we mentioned earlier about how he was thrust into action to play that left guard spot, that was awful. That was terrible. I'm sure he has some nightmares about that particular season. And then last year dealing with all the, the back injuries and all that stuff. So And now having a bad showing to the point where they had to take you out of the game just in order to finish the drive. Like you almost got the back backup quarterback killed. 
like the the seven to eight million dollar backup quarterback. Like no cheap, you know, nothing cheap about what Taylor Heineke got going on. You know, when that paycheck gets cut on Tuesdays. But I, I think that when you when you look at the situation though, like it's it's this is something that I'm gonna be having some my eyes on because he's gonna have to not not just be serviceable. Not look like he belongs in the NFL, but this dude got to give you something. Like, because you drafted this dude in the third round. And, and I think that for him to be competing with a guy like Josh Miles, you know, you know, going into the last preseason game, this is that, – that's not good. That's not good. And I think that, you know, he's the type of guy that I'm sure that he understands the, the brevity of which what's at stake right now. Because this is – this might be it for him because you, a lot of times, you know, when the when you get cut from the Falcons, it's like ain't too many guys going out there playing in the league for the next seven, eight years. You know, the only dude that's done that is Corey Peters. Corey Peters don't do to go play 13 more years in the NFL after he left the Falcons. So uh, especially coming from the defensive side of the football. So I think that, you know, Jalen Mayfield, it's a lot on the line for uh, Jalen Mayfield and others as well. Yeah. Yeah, my next question was going to be a bubble player, but I, I figured Jalen Mayfield would be the answer for, for one of these questions. I will mention this player's name at the risk of it may spark another rant from you. So, you okay. know, I'm, I'm going to say Justin <laughs> Schaefer, right? Because I was doing a uh, 53-man roster projection with, with Kevin Knight, my guy from the Falcoholic, the other day. And uh, neither of us had Justin Schaefer on the roster. Neither of us had Justin Schaefer on the practice mm-hmm. squad and you know Justin Schaefer was one of those players that you know if you missed Jarvis's rant last week uh you know he 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 had some thoughts about the Falcons decision to bit. take Schaefer over um you know Jamari yeah. Salyer Salyer yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um you know I was ho- you know we knew Schaefer was a raw player when we drafted him right of course no doubt and you know we've seen Dwayne Ledford work his magic with a lot of these guys not so much with with Schaefer and Mayfield at, up to this point, yeah. but you know, I I I was hoping to see something from Justin Schaefer this year, right? See that sort of Dwayne Ledford magic, that year two jump. Haven't really seen him. You know, he's been consistently working with the third string in the preseason, and we just really haven't seen it. And especially given some of the concerns we have on the depth, the fact that we have, we're talking about two draft picks that the Falcons, you know, have utilized on that offensive line that haven't really contributed much you know it's like you know you can't even sit here and say oh the falcons lack depth on the offensive line because they haven't been invested they've drafted what like five offensive linemen over the last three years no doubt it's it's not as if they aren't investing resources in it but it, it isn't paying off so i would like to you know whether it's here in atlanta you know for Jalen mayfield for justin schaefer come on show out against the steeler team at the very least, so that you can audition for another job in the NFL, even if it's not going to necessarily be here in Atlanta, because I have this feeling that, you know, I think the Falcons will be scouring that waiver wire come Tuesday for some offensive linemen uh, that may or may not come available uh, when final cuts happen. Um, But, you know, is there any other sort of bubble player or potential surprise cut Jarvis that you think a a player that may be going that we might see on Thursday night, a surprise player? Because again, we're assuming the starters won't play, but you know, if we do see some of these guys out there, 
playing with some of these third stringers, that may mean that their job security is not as strong. Is there anybody else that's sort of on bubble watch for you uh, in this preseason finale? Wow, man. Like a lot of the guys like coming into this, this, this training camp, there were, there were a couple of guys that were very familiar names that I thought were going to, they were on the, on the bubble and they've they're already gone right you know michael walker you know they already waved him and then audio gandesh you know uh, unfortunately he was you know hurt and i was i was having some conversations with some of the beat writers you know out at practice one day and i was just like i would have been very interested to see if he would have made this team if he didn't get hurt because he's been another one of those guys like people talking about the defensive line and getting to the quarterback they've invested you know like they've they put some mid-round picks, you know. Adi was a what, fifth round pick, mm-hmm. so you know, and and they hit on the other on the other fifth round pick in that draft. I feel like Taquan Graham. He's a guy that you know. I feel like he's going to be a solid, at least, or at least a rotational guy, mm-hmm. you know, for you. So you know, those are some of the guys that I thought coming into training camp that were on the bubble, but you know, for whatever reason, they decided to go ahead and get rid of um, Michael Walker, and then unfortunately, uh, Adi Ogundeji ended up getting hurt. But I just think that. When you 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 think about this whole offensive line piece, it's like thankfully Ryan Newsel popped up. You know he he started to show well, but when there is this is very interesting because I, I think that the Falcons are are in a space where we can talk about familiar names being cut. You know, and and I think like a guy like Timmy Horn, Timothy Horn. I, I was uh, going through some some pr- projections, and they were saying that P- Timothy Horn is is going to probably get cut. I'm just like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, because he was a guy that had to make it last year because they pretty much didn't have anybody that was, you know, that was stopping him from from making that squad. So I think that, you know, thankfully the Falcons are in a space now where you know. Like, they got a lot of guys that are in a space where, okay, more than likely this guy that made the team last year isn't going to make this team this year because they have the level of talent has gone up. And we've seen how, you know, what that looks like versus, you know, in the last couple of years, like not being able to afford anybody and not drafting well, um, you know, in those mid to late rounds, you're in a space now where you're like, okay, there were some names coming into training camp for me uh, that I thought would be gone. They are gone for whatever reason. But I think right now, going into this last game, I don't think there's going to be too familiar of any names, really, that you're going to see where you say, like, oh, I thought he was going to make it because you already understand and know that they, they brought in guys to come in and play. And those other guys, they got to go. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, that. That that brings me. I, I want to talk a little bit about this D line group. We, we, you know, we we talk too much about yeah. the offense here on this on this podcast. So I I want to talk a little bit about the depth. You you sort of mentioned Timmy Horn a little bit. So let's let's talk that about that to to wrap up today's episode. And hopefully we we won't go too far off the rails as we often do in uh, the third segment here on this illustrious show here with Jarvis Davis. So we'll get into all of that uh, as we wrap up today's episode. Jarvis, I thought it was interesting that you brought up a point, but before we continue that point, I do want to uh, give a special shout out to the everydayers, everybody that tunes in to Lockdown Falcons on their preferred podcast platform, including on YouTube each and every day as their first listen. So continue to do that. We'll probably be back. I don't know. 
some point tomorrow. <laughs> it, it will depend on how much energy I have after <laughs> Thursday night's game, if I'm going to put up an episode Thursday night or uh, just wait till Friday morning. Knowing me, I'll, I'll probably just wait till Friday morning, uh, as I have done the last couple of weeks, waiting till Saturday morning. But uh, make sure whenever I post that episode, it is your first listen by subscribing. But you know, as you were sitting there talking about Timmy Horn and talking about you know him potentially to be on the bubble, it reminded me of, of something uh, I was thinking about earlier this week, where it's like, you know, they have a lot more talent on D line this year than we've seen to date, right? Um, you know, there's still going to be questions yeah. about you know how good is this pass rush going to be when we get to the regular season, and obviously that I'm sure that will be a weekly topic of discussion for you and I uh, when we're doing our usual previews and postcasts and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it is notable to me that um, you know, thinking about a player like Justin Ellis, right, where we signed him earlier this offseason to kind of replace or earlier this summer to replace Eddie Goldman, and you know Justin Ellis been in the league for like seven eight years or something like that. And I don't think he's making the team. And when was the last time, Jarvis, the Falcons had enough talent on their D-line where someone with Justin Ellis's career could come to Atlanta and be, like, buried, you know, deep on the third string uh, type of thing. So, you know, I I, I wanted to point that out because, like, we have these major question marks on the offensive line. Like, I don't know who – you know, who's going to be that second string unit, but it does feel like the Falcons have, you know, really gone in the complete opposite direction on their defensive line. And that's sort of speaks to the depth that they have on that unit. You know what, man? Like it, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing because I said that, you know, if Lorenzo Carter was coming in as a projected starter in 2023, the Falcons are in trouble. Because I feel at this point, it's not like he's an old player. It's just what his capabilities are, right? What he's, what he's capable of. And I think he's a solid rotational guy. And that's exactly what he's going to be this year. And when you have guys like Lorenzo Carter, like names, those name free agent player guys, like, you know, talk about Justin Ellis, Amir Abdullah, he was signed off the street last year and came in and gave you plenty of snaps every Sunday, you know? So those are some of the things that I feel like you're not going to be able to do this year because – they have guys, as long as those guys stay healthy, like you have a level of talent on this defensive line where like you're going to have to fight, literally fight for to to, to get snaps. And and I th- I think that you know you're gonna have a guy like uh Grady Jarrett who is gonna be on this system. And I think that, you know, there's a we talked about it on ATL Day Ones and how there's a potential that he could be more productive because the dude you know, had a career high in sacks in 2019, but he also had a, a career high in doggone snaps as well, over 800 snaps. That's crazy for a defensive line to be that productive with that playing that many snaps. So when you have a, a rotation of guys that you can trust when a guy like of his ilk comes out of the game and when a guy like David Onyemata comes out of the game, you have some guys that you can thrust, thrust into action and say, man, it might not be the same level, but that drop-off is not going to be as great as it once was because we, like you, like you mentioned, man, we haven't seen this level of talent on guys. Like, we, we probably haven't seen this level of talent of the, the backups. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a, as a collective group, we haven't, I don't feel like we've seen that just from, from the backups. We just put the backups out there. And compared to last year, like, oh, okay, these guys kind of measure up. So I, I think that now you add in those guys and seeing Calais Campbell out there, 
at defensive end? Because, you know, that was one of the first things I, I always questioned. I was like, all right, guys, who played in the league for this long at, def- at that defensive end spot? It's been a minute since he's been there. So, hey, we want you to come in and play defensive end. And he looked pretty doggone good out there. So, man, I think we're in a good space now uh, on, on up front. It's just a matter of going out there and, and, and playing, right, and, and, and putting up the numbers, getting the sacks, getting those – Get 35, 40 sacks. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's, that probably won't put you in the, in the top five, but it'll get you out of the doldrums of, of, the, of the lead that you've been in these past few years, you know, and, and rushing a quarterback and putting him on the ground. So I think right now, man, like, this is these are some these are the good times, you know, going into the season, you know, without actually having the results, obviously. Um, but I think that just from the level of talent that they have, that they've put together, like I think the Falcons are in a really good space up front, and it's just a matter of them just going out and executing. Yeah. It'll be nice to, when we look at the rankings for the Falcons sacks, that the first number's out of three anymore, which is great. <laughs> right. you know, can, we, can we get to a one? I don't know. Just just a one. I don't, I don't really care where it Two. is in the ones. Just somewhere in the Low twos, bro, and I'll be cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 20th? That'll be a, a major upgrade, dog. <laughs> I want to say twos because that might mean 29th, and that, that feels like <laughs> that feels I said low like twos. <laughs> you know, to my young. You ain't a little old drink yet. Like, like 20th and all down. Like, that's, that's what's acceptable right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Jarvis, um, I feel like, you know, this is a great point to stop before we get too far off the rails here. So, you know, go ahead and, you know, be professional and and let's plug ATL Day Ones as well as the postcards to wrap up today's episode. Absolutely, guys. Make sure that you come by and check us out tomorrow after the game. As soon as that that clock strikes zero, it's going down. I can't even talk. It might not go off the rails, but I I can't talk. So, you know, either you're going to get one or the other. So, but yeah, make sure you check us out on Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. Uh, Locked On um, Falcons postcast is going down. And also, you know, ATL Day Ones with, with Jarvis and Tanitra, myself, you know, that's me, you know, Jarvis. And also, Hidden Hard with John Chuckery is going down as well. And, you know, he's coming with the hottest of the hot takes. So, yeah, make sure you guys come check us out over there um, after you check out Locked On Falcons. Appreciate it, Jarvis. And of course, guys, make sure you check us out on that postcast immediately after the game on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube. And of course, you'll find the audio version of that immediately on your preferred podcast platform for Locked On Falcons. So without further ado, we are wrapping up today's episode uh, incident free. We need a, we needed one of those uh, boards, Jarvis, where it says days without incidents, episodes without incidents. We just put one, one week uh, episode without incident. Although yes. I don't even know if th- today's episode actually qualifies as that, but we'll we'll take <laughs> what we can get when it comes to this stuff. So that will do it for us, guys. <laughs>